you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. And welcome to our show today. You know, the month of May, we're talking all about external beauty. And not that that really is the winning formula to beauty because we all know that beauty really resonates from the inside. So nothing is, nothing's more fantastic than when I have a guest that sees both sides of beauty from the inside out. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I have been syndicated on Spotify. So if you love beauty inside and out, you can find me now on iTunes, Google Play, Speak Up Talk Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and then of course on my very own network here of uh, Voice America, the number one talk radio network on the internet. So um, I want to do a quick shout out to my sponsors before I introduce my guests. So uh, Brand Me, thank you so much. It's an online program for solopreneurs and entrepreneurs on how to authentically connect with your ideal client and have that success you're looking for. And you can find that program at howtobrandme.com, howtobrandme.com. Chella, how to brow in three easy steps. They can be found at uh, chella.com. Hello, beautiful. And of course, glutidose. It's a liquid form of an antioxidant to be able to boost your immune system. And that can be found at glutidose.com slash beauty. Um, and let them know that Bonnie sent you on there. So, all right. So you guys probably all know a little bit of my story. So if you've listened to my show at, at, for even a couple of times, you probably have heard that, you know, I'm a hairdresser. And you know that part of my story is why I don't stand behind a chair or continue to still do hair is because I really failed at being able to upgrade my skills because I didn't know where to find the education. I didn't know who to turn to. And there was a point when I was working in a salon and it was a fairly busy, busy salon that those people that were veterans in the salon, you know, had 10, 20 years of experience. They helped me the best they could. Until I got annoying because I was eager to learn. I was eager to know how to do everything that I wanted to do behind the chair. Um, And, you know, when it got to the point where I just felt a little helpless and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to be better. I decided that I wanted to stay in beauty and go on the business side of beauty. And I went to work for manufacturers. Now that led me down the path of being an educator, being a platform artist and being what I think I ultimately love is being able to be the teacher. And I found many opportunities in the industry to be the teacher in several different capacities, different roles, different companies. And um, that really was my most passionate moment of doing it. So I'm excited to introduce my guest today because he really is what I call the hairdresser of hairdressers. He's the ultimate educator and the ultimate teacher to all of us in the professional beauty industry. And his name is Sam Villa. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Bonnie. How are you today, my dear? Oh, fabulous. I'm really good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I, I'm delighted to be able to have this conversation with you because I, I love the fact that we can marry the professional world that we live in and beauty with the consumers who are eager to know about more things beauty, how, how, to, how to make themselves look at their best all the time. So it's, it's always a great conversation to be able to marry that together. Well, it's a pleasure, my dear, and I look forward to talking about that because 
I think everyone has an opportunity. It's sometimes I even wake up and look at myself in the mirror, Bonnie, and I go, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a beautiful day. And there's times I look in the mirror and I say, oh, my gosh, you better go back to bed. (laughs) The mirror, mirror for some reason, doesn't lie to you, right? (laughs) Yeah, the mirror does not lie. That is for sure. Um, It's it's uh, it's it is definitely one of those things where I think, okay, you just I have to accept I want to gracefully love my beauty as each and every year rolls around. Um, but again, you know, I find my passion like you do in being able to teach other people what we know and how to be at our best, um, under that umbrella of beauty. So this is, this is my most curious question that I love asking my guests. And certainly because I don't know, I don't know your story. I've known you for so many years, Sam, but I don't know your story of how and why you got started in beauty. Well, it's a, it's quite a story. Actually, I grew up in my father's barbershop. So I actually shined shoes while he was cutting hair, and I got 25 cents a shine. And Bonnie, I have to be honest with you and tell you, I absolutely hated it. And now can you imagine here I am doing what my dad does, but I'm a hairdresser, not necessarily a barber. But I remember those Saturday mornings getting up early and riding in the car with my dad down the street, and I'd see my friends playing and riding their bikes, and I'm on my way to to the barbershop. And I always thought I'd never be doing that because I saw my dad stand up all day and how hard he worked. So I think it was probably my junior year in college, and I decided to drop out to go to beauty school. And uh, a typical story, right? But what I did was I went home one evening and said, hey, I want to go to beauty school. And my mom was like, what? My dad was like clapping underneath the table. I said, you know, dad's done really well. I want to give it a, a, a try. And then my mom said, well, then, okay, if it doesn't work, you're going to be responsible for going back and finishing your last year. I said, deal. Off to beauty school I went. I went to uh, beauty school in San Mateo, California, uh, Ponce College of Beauty. I had some great teachers, Peter Hans, uh, Sally Ponce, and then mm. two other instructors. And I'll never forget, about a month in school, it was about a month, maybe six weeks into school, the teacher, one of the, the uh, newer teachers came over and said, Sam, your rollers are falling out underneath the dryer. You need to go check them. And you might consider doing something else. And I just looked at her and I went over, fixed my rollers, got back to my apartment. And my dad had called me and said, hey, how's it going? I said, dad's not going good. You know, I think I might want to consider something else. My rollers keep falling out. He goes, listen, I'm coming to pick you up on Sunday. We're going to go to a hair show. And I said, what's that? He goes, that's where you go and you learn the, the latest trends and techniques. I said, all right, great. So he picked me up early, Bonnie. Now, my dad's pretty smart. He picked me up early. We got there early. I said, on the way there, driving, I said, who are we going to see? He said, we're going to see Vidal Sassoon. Now, this was 1976. So I had an opportunity to see, it was uh, Christopher Broker, Vidal, Alan Benfield Bush, and Roger Thompson. Those four gentlemen, cutting hair was like magical. And th- yeah. my father had us in the second row and I was on you know on the edge of my seat and he pulled me back he said sit back I go dad I want to do that and he looked at me he said eyes here Samuel's son and it's like he said that's all ego and no money now you have to understand the relationship with my father I said well okay I'm going to prove him wrong and then that's where my journey started really it was not most necessarily a goal but it was with intent and purpose I went back to school and I said, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to get these rollers to stay in. I'm going to learn everything I can, and uh, I'm going to be a teacher. I want to be a platform artist, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's where my journey started and where my educational journey started, and after that became a salon owner. Yeah, so you saw that very early on, that that way to be able to express yourself, and it, and it fit more of your personality 
to be able to say, that's who I want to be. And I love all the names you just mentioned because, you know, Alan, uh, he was really one of my mentors too. I actually worked for him at ABBA um, for a few years. And that was the first time that I think I, and now mind you, I was in like a sales capacity in this company, but it was the first time I actually understood and learned cutting. Oh, it's great. I remember. Was, was from him. Yes. Yeah. It was a great cutting system he had. It really opened up my eyes. But that's where the journey started as a teacher. And I really believe as hairdressers, you know, for the consumers out there, I really believe that it's, as hairdressers, we must never cease to learn. There's always something to learn. And that's why as a hairdresser, it's important that the consumer understand that it's continuing education. We continue to update our technical skills and our business skills in terms of being a professional hairdresser. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if... If anybody's interested in getting into the beauty industry, that might be one of my listeners right now. It is. That is really the truth. But you you never stop learning. I mean, if I went back behind the chair right now and somebody wanted to book a balayage, I wouldn't know what to do because <laughs> I have not formally learned some of the newer trends and skill sets that are out there right now. Um, it, really, it really does require that to, to learn. It's not done by visual and feel. It's really learning t- uh, particular techniques in terms of application, et cetera. Yeah, you got to have your hands in it. It's a very hands-worthy industry with that, yeah. So, you know, Sam, really seriously, because I said this before, that you're changing the industry kind of one hairdresser at a time. You've, you've spent an enormous amount of time working for, you know, uh, bigger corporations, doing your own thing educating, you know, to one person, to educating to, you know, to millions of people on social media. What, where do you see the state of the industry at right now? Well, I really believe that it's a, a going through huge changes in many, many ways. Uh, number one, I really believe that the economy has changed, which has affected basically everything. You know, it's, there's some positive sides to it, but one of the things is disruption. But I, Bonnie, I look at disruption as a positive word. I don't mm-hmm. look at it negative it's positive to me you know let me give you an example the um, movie industry industry was disrupted because there's a company out there that doesn't own any brick and mortar that took over the movie industry and they're called netflix mm-hmm. Yet the movie industry didn't panic amc theaters they didn't panic i mean my wife said hey let's go to a theater and go see bohemian rhapsody on a big screen and i thought that's a great idea now bonnie i hadn't been to a movie theater in over four years <laughs> yeah so i walked I hear you. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I can order a beer. And then I sat down, went in to, and to what I thought was going to be 150 small seats. It was 90 recliners. So when my wife walked out of there and I walked out, it was the best experience. So the, the theaters created an experience for their customers to get them back into the theaters. Mm-hmm. And we as hairdressers have to continue to do the same thing because there's a lot. There's, the state of the industry is in the middle of a huge change through social and everything that's out there in terms of uh, uh, sales on internet, et cetera. But I think what salon owners and what we need to do and what consumers need to look for is look for an experience when you go into salons. Look for what are they doing that's added value. What are they doing? Price is what you pay, but value is what you get. And I want the consumer to think about that when they go to their hairdresser. You're paying a price. You know that. And that's for what you – but what value are you getting out of that? And what I want the consumer to think about, and hairdressers that might be listening, is value is knowledge. So really, your experience at a salon should be an educational experience, a, mm. a, you know, a beauty experience that is surrounded by education. And the way, let me give an example. 
if, for hairdressers that are listening out there to create an experience at your chair, purchase a simple monkey tripod, put it on your station. When it comes times to blow, when it comes time to blow dry the consumer's hair, the guest hair, ask them for their phone and tell them you're going to place it on the monkey tripod and you're going to videotape the tutorial that you're going to teach them, showing them what product you're using, how much product you're using, how you might be blending the products together, how you're applying it, handing them the blow dryer brush and coaching them. And meanwhile, Bonnie, this is all being videotaped. When the service is done, can you imagine the hairdresser is handing the client back their phone and saying, listen, everything that I taught you is on your phone. So every morning, put me on your vanity, and I'm going to walk you through how to take care of your hair every morning. Now, I don't know about you, Bonnie, but that's an experience. And that, that is a great experience, yeah. That's what salons need to think about. They need to think about that in terms of creating an experience. And yeah. the same thing with retail. I'd recommend, you know, take a lotion, a product of your favorite, put it into a bowl. Imagine a bowl, Bonnie, that, that fits the culture of the salon. You put the lotion in it, put elastics in it, and then Velcro that product to the bowl. Put that that bowl with that product Velcro to it with all these colored elastics in it. Put it on a, on the retail shelf. Now what you've done is you created a visual disruption on the retail shelf. People are going to walk in and go, well, I've never seen the retail shelf look like that. What's in that bowl with that product glued to it? They walk over, they see the elastics, and they go turn to the, to the front desk support and say, hey, what's all, this bowl with all these elastics? Oh, those are those. That's a, a lotion for you to coat the elastic. So when you put the ponytail elastic on your daughter, you're not going to indent the cuticle. Ah. So, so immediately you're creating conversation at the desk. The client's going, you know what? I put ponytails on my daughter. She plays soccer. Put one of those on the counter. I'm going to take one on my way out. See, that's what I'm talking about. A vision. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I shared one of your little tidbits this morning on a webinar um, because I, I learn. I learn from your sound bites. And these are the sound bites that I think as professionals, we have to be able to do because we're, we're in the business to serve, but we're in the business to educate. And the yeah. client's role is to choose. If we give them multiple opportunities through our educational experience, they choose. And I promise you, they'll choose something. Oh, yes. We just have to give them the choices. Well, in the old days, Bonnie, I thought like maybe... When people were ready for a change, I felt like I would talk them into a change. As my years progressed as a hairdresser, I learned to give them options. Here's yeah. option A, option B, option C. Now, you select the option of what you feel is going to be where you would like to go. But mm-hmm. I always thought, okay, I'm never going to do that anymore. Try to talk somebody into it. You know, it's, I really believe, Bonnie, in today's world, communication builds wealth. Yes, yes, we, we do. We... I fear where communication is going. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing it in sound bites via text. Um, we're not listening. We're not picking up the phone anymore. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, one of the best sound bites is videotape. And that's why yeah. I want hairdressers and consumers, you know, do me a favor, consumer. When you go in the salon, take your phone out and just videotape the hairdresser telling you everything they're teaching you. So if they're teaching you how to put a product on, tell them, hold on, let me videotape what you're saying and how you're using this so that they can remember. Because one of the biggest complaints I always heard was, I can't remember what you told me to get, Sam, or I can't remember how to do my hair, or I can't seem to get it to look the way you get it to look. The Mm -hmm. phone in today's world is the best tool. Yeah, that's agreed. And especially because, I mean, you have to think about it too. There's no way. I don't blow dry my hair and finish my hair as if I was working on a client. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the blow dryer down, putting the brush in it, put picking the blow dryer back up. I mean, 
that's how we have to be able to teach them to be able to do it because it's we're masterful in the process. Absolutely. But at home, doing our own hair, I'm a client. I'm a consumer. That's why it's so important that the consumer is actually putting the blow dryer and the brush in their hands while they're in the salon so that they can get coaching proper in terms of, you know, the ergonomics of it. You know, mm -hmm. you're so smart by putting the dryer down and then adjust the brush. Now pick up the dryer. Some consumers try to do it like we do and they get all tangled up and get frustrated. Yeah. Or I, or I noticed too, that they seem to, oh, and, and this is, <laughs> I see this happen a lot when I'm in salons and they pick up this brush that's too small they pick, and then they get it tangled in their hair and they're like, oh, I can't use a round brush. And it's like, well, they're using, you know, a very small brush. It's like, mm -hmm. you need a big brush. You know, this Absolutely. is the brush that's going to work better, I think, on your hair type of thing. So there is lots of lots of lots and lots of information to be able to do that. Now, Sam, you are you've been honored as being the 2017 Lifetime Achievement Award winner. And that was through the North American Hairstyling Awards, which is kind of like our Academy Awards for the industry. Um, how'd that make you feel? Oh, my gosh, Bonnie, that had to be the highlight of my career. I mean, firstly, I thought. When they told me, I was overwhelmed, obviously. I, you know, I just couldn't believe it. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Are they saying, thinking it's time for me to retire? <laughs> I think that's what everybody says. Like, lifetime <laughs> achievement means you're done. But right? No, I mean, it, it's... It, it was a great, great honor. It, it just made me think that all those years I've been saying and hoping doing the right things. That, it was, that it's been noticed. <laughs> So I really, that was a highlight of my career because it comes, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor. What can I say? Yeah, it truly is an honor. Now, you've represented some very big manufacturers that I think consumers would recognize uh, the names. Um, you have your own product line. Um, but ultimately, you're, you're in the business to be able to educate people. Yes. And, you know, and you're educating them around the, the, the easiest way to be successful in business, to be able to, you know, gain technical skills. But you're also very powerful on social media. Mm -hmm. Give us a little insight of how you've been able to build up that social media following. Well, firstly, I'm supported by a great team surrounded by the right people where we when we decided to do it, Bonnie, we were doing DVDs, the typical DVDs. And then mm -hmm. we realized that things were becoming very, very fast paced. And it was being driven by the millennials where they want information rapidly. So I decided we're going to do, I told my team, well, let's do educational sound bites. These are just tips. And I call them tricks. And they go, Sam, don't you think that's an awkward word? I said, well, it gets your attention, doesn't it? Tips and tricks. That's what we're going to do. And they're going to be no longer than seven, 10 minute sound bites. But it's going to be problems and solutions. Here's a problem. Let me give, show you the solution. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Here's a problem. Here's a solution. Bonnie, that strategy is what really kicked it in gear for us because we use the social as a tool to educate. And I decided that I'm not a rock star. I'm not a genius. I'm not an inventor. I'm not even a visionary. I am proud to say that over 40 years that I've been in the industry, started when I was one, by the way, but over the 40 <laughs> years that I've been in the industry, so many people, Bonnie, have shared so many things with me and I choose to pay it forward. And mm -hmm. I chose when I made that, said that, I, I decided to myself, I said, I, I want to be a teacher. I don't want to be no avant-garde person. I don't want to be the king of haircuts. I just want to be a good teacher and grow the industry. So that's what we focused on was these educational sound bites that just attracted everybody in terms of, wow, okay, this is a great tip. Now I know what I need to do to solve that problem. So we fo focused it on tips and tricks and problems and solution, and it just took off. 
it makes so much sense too, because um, when, you know, if we think of, if we think of tips and tricks, pain and pleasure, it's about problem solving. So mm-hmm. we're definitely going to search engines to problem solve. Yes. We're not going there for the fun of it. We're going there because there's a problem. So if that's the format that you're using to be able to succeed, and and of course, all of these tips and tricks can be translated over, you know, like you're teaching hairdressers one way to be able to do it, to be able to form hair. Like one of the things that I love watching you do, and I'm, uh, it's, uh, I I just want to put you in slow motion though, because as good as an educator as you are, I'm like, now he went under and over his braids and kind of quick updos. You're fabulous at that. Thank you. You know, it's, it's all about practice. People say, how do you do it? It's just, people ask me if I work out, Bonnie said, yeah, I work out with my mannequins, you know, but it's all practice, practice, practice. If I can, I'm listen to everyone out there. Listen, if I can do this, you can do it. I'm a human being. You're a human being. The only difference between you and I is I practice these things a little bit more. And then, you know, with practice comes the confidence. And then with, mm-hmm. with the confidence comes the speed, comes the expertise. But it's doing something over and over and over again. I think it's what's paid off. Yeah. But, and then the ability to teach it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's something where, you know, I, I joined a manufacturer that just really helped me to understand what it meant to be a teacher because I really started to focus more on the learner. So now for stylists out there, you need to focus on being a teacher behind the, ter- behind the chair and the, your student is the person in your chair. In today's world, I want you to understand how valuable that is. And then Bonnie, sometimes stylists will say, well, Sam, what do you do when they want to talk about their family and they want to talk about the movie? I said, great, have the conversation. I said, watch. So, so how, Sam, my little boy, Tim, he just turned eight and we were going to have a birthday party. That's awesome. Make sure you tell Tim I said happy birthday. So tell me about his hair. What's his hair looking like? So you see, I showed genuine concern, but I took the conversation where I wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's about the idea of, you know, this, where I go back to the world of being a teacher is so important behind the chair and the consumer hold the stylist accountable Ask them questions in regards yeah. to problems that you have and see if they're going to give you the solutions. It's yeah, so- perfect. I, I, I love that right there because I think a lot of times consumers are afraid to speak up. Yes. And then, you know, and, and listen, we, we all, we, there's always the diversity of it. Some of them speak up too much. Some of them don't speak up enough. And we, you know, we have to kind of trust our intuition that if they're not asking questions, it's a great opportunity to engage with them in that question arena as an educator and a teacher to be able to see where they're at with it. Because a lot of times people feel very intimidated to be able to speak up and then, you know, they, they look happy when they leave. And then what happens is that then they complain or they just don't come back and we can't afford to not have our clients have a great experience every single time. Conflict cannot survive without participation. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're asking, well, am I, is that client going to come back? Are they not going to come back? Well, let me ask you this. How much did you as a stylist and the consumer participate in conversation with each other in terms of professional conversation, problems and solutions, that kind of thing? You know, I really believe that anything that you want, you can attain it if you really go after it. You know, my dad told me, he goes, if you can help people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Yes. Yes. In world, as a hairdresser, develop that attitude behind the chair and watch your business grow. Yeah, that is fabulous. Well, I got some people on here on Facebook. So Martin Rodriguez, he said, you were amazing in Vegas. Um, oh, thank you. Mark. And uh, 
he uh, he really appreciates you and congratulations on your lifetime achievement that you got. And of course, people are saying awesome tips. Thanks so much for sharing these. So we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. But what what would be a recommendation that you would then say for the consumer how to be able to maybe feel more confident to ask the hairstylist some questions? I think sometimes we get caught up in the language barrier of the way that we communicate in our industry that somehow isn't translating well to a client? Well, what I would recommend is that they focus on that concept that I've been talking about, problems and solutions. So before they go in to see their hairdresser, especially if they're going in to see a new hairdresser, I want them to have bullet points ready in terms of what are your problems? Give me an example. My problem is I can't get my bangs to sit properly in the fringe. I can't get them to stay to the side. My problem is I can't get volume up in the crown area. My problem is I can't get any volume. So have these problems bullet pointed and then these this way you're going in and you just sit down with the hairdresser and say, these are the situations I have that I would like to discuss. Now, it sounds like you're going to go to a doctor, you know, but basically let's think about that. Think about just being, yeah. I'm hair doctor Sam. That's right. That's who I am. And listen, our hair is important. I don't care what anybody says. Our hair is important. And we, I think there is some level of anxiety that people have going to a new hairdresser because they don't know what to expect. They don't know what's going to happen. And I love the way that you said, you know, bring in the bullet point of problems. It's a very powerful thing. And I think consumers understand that. I think that on the other side, the hairdresser needs to be able to listen to the problems they're having, but not jump in with solutions too fast. The good because Lord gave listen, us- we are we know what to do, but right. we have to be able to sometimes create that communication barrier, you know, re- eliminate the communication barrier that I understand. I I have several clients that have that same issue with their right. bangs. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you overcome that. Love it, Bonnie. That's, that's great communication right there. Yeah, that's the kind of communication they're looking for. Because sometimes I think we try to fix things too fast instead yep. of listening th- thoroughly. Well, we try to be a hero, you know, oh, I got this. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And there's just not not enough conversation going on. You know, that's so important. I really believe the good Lord gave us two of these, two ears and one mouth. And as hairdressers, we need to use the ears more than we use the mouth. It's so true. Listening skills are so important, so important behind the chair. It's, it is. I mean, it's, and that's part of being, you know, part of being the teacher is being able to deliver, but listening to the problems to solve them is really the teaching skill at its finest. Yes. I really believe if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Change. That's so true. Well, I love the fact that you kind of threw the word hair hero in there and uh, you are one of my hair heroes, Sam. So um, we're going to, we're going to take a break real quick, but before that I have to be able to say, you may not be a hair hero like Sam, but you can be a hero in your own health. And one of the things that I know for sure is that, you know, when I take vitamins and pills and supplements, sometimes I don't always fill up my best. And because I travel a lot, like Sam does as well, sometimes carrying those things, not having the bottle of water to take them really puts me in that space of, oh, I'm just not going to take my vitamins today, or I don't want to take them too late. They might keep me awake. So I found a a solution here, and it's a liquid vitamin that I'm taking right now, and it doesn't make me feel bad at all, and it's the perfect dose. It's easy to take. It's easy to travel with. 
don't have to have water with it. Because one of the things I found out is that we have this, what's called glutathione, and it starts to eliminate from our body as we get older. Um, but it's supposed to be able to be that supportive system to antioxidants and uh, free radicals that harm us and break down our immune system. So this particular product called Glutadose actually has that glutathione in it and it supports my immune system. I got to tell you, I'm feeling better. I'm not missing my day of vitamins because it's easy to take and I'm ready to take it. Doesn't make me feel bad. And it seems to be making my skin look very healthy too. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that benefit. You probably will see some benefits as well, like balancing hormones, feeling energetic, sleeping better. And I want you guys to try this. So it's, here's how you're going to do it. You're going to go to glutadose.com slash beauty. So it's G L U T A.com forward slash beauty and that way they'll know that you got sent from me at beauty inside now so stay with us you guys uh we're going to take a quick audio break but we're going to stay with our facebook friends and chat with them for a couple of minutes so we'll be right back streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Hey gals, is your makeup bag and drawer a mess like mine? Well, after years of professional experience working with both celebrities, beauty queens, and everyday women, Sherry Jessie has created a beautiful line of accessories to be able to help us perfect and organize our beauty routine. It's called Sherry Jessie Elegant Organized Beauty, and it features a unique magnetized makeup palette with original artwork to fashionably consolidate your makeup into an easy-to-carry, elegant compact. So you just carry what you need, allowing you to have your entire face in one place. Plus, check out hundreds of Sherry's beauty tutorials on her website, SherryJessie.com. And that's where you can also purchase your very own organizing makeup bag and magnetic palette so you too can feel elegant, organized, and beautiful. Be sure to use the discount code BEAUTY25 to save 25% off at SherryJessie.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-I-J-E-S-S-E-E.com. SherryJessie.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My guest today is uh, Sam Mia, and he is what I call the hairdresser of hairdressers. So he is the teacher. He's the one that's helping us to really understand the simplicity of not only the technical skills that we have to learn to be amazing, but some of the social skills and then just some of the the leadership skills that I think he's in. And, you know, Sam's at his best when he's being a teacher, as you might have heard in the first segment. And he made that natural transition very early on. And so you were a coach in sports. Is that true? Yes, I was. I actually, well, you named the sport. I think I, I coached at wrestling, track, volleyball, football. I loved everything. I think, you know, Bonnie, I think that's where my, some of these teaching skills that I have, I think that's where it came from was going through that whole high school and college process of helping the younger kids understand how to do something as it related to a sport. I think it really cultivated me in the right direction being a teacher. I love that. You know, when I was, I want to say that I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and I was a, I was a competing gymnast mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to kind of up level me to coming to the gym more often, but it meant that my parents had to drive me to the gym. It meant more money for my parents to spend. And I was almost afraid to ask them like, you know, I want to do more. They want me to do more. And so they put together this opportunity where I got to be a teacher of the very young, like five-year-olds to teach them how to tumble. And I remembered thinking, oh, this is glorious. Like I, here I am, like I'm a kid myself and I'm teaching other kids. And I think that led me to my path of being able to say, I want to be a teacher. I didn't expect it to be in beauty. I didn't expect it to be teaching adults. Um, but I think when you have that teacher heart, it, uh, it stays with you. Yes. And you know, Bonnie, I think that when it came to coaching sports, I had to break things down technically, mm-hmm. I break them down. And I think that's how it helped me to like break down a haircut and make it so simple that you can understand what it is. I mean, sometimes I, it amazes me how we tend to make things so difficult when they're really not that difficult. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a simple system and a formula. And sometimes we need to be taught those things, but I love that. I love that because you're teaching people from a stage at these major events that you brought up uh, while we were on break, you know, encouraging the hairdressers, go to a hair show, stay engaged with what's going on in the industry. I, every time I'm at a show, I learn something. Yeah. So do I. I learn something, you know, and I'm one of the teachers at the show, but I'm still sitting in other people's classes because I get, I need to learn more as well. Yeah, most recently, when I had the opportunity, I sat in some classes. I saw in a great one, Maddie Conrad. I wanted to see, you know, the barbers and watch what he was doing. I, I, another guy, Daniel Mason Jones. Awesome in terms yes, of... Yeah, I sat into one of his classes. And well, then... Um, there's some great teachers out there right now. Yeah, there's some... And you know what? They're... they're Sometimes it's, the, like you said, the little things, the little skill sets. So, you know, back to our consumers here, mm-hmm. looking at kind of like from a... From a professional standpoint, I think our I think our professional hairdressers are really good about nurturing the skills that they need to a lot of times to be able to do the best work that they can do. But I also think that there's that gray area where I think our consumers are a little confused by products. They're confused by what they can buy outside of the salon, inside of the salon, on Amazon. Let's give our consumers a little insight on the right maintenance products that are going to be that they should consider. 
Well, first of all, I think it's the consumers out there. It's important that, uh, to understand that product is not an option. It is a necessity. So first, the first question a lot of people would ask me is, Sam, I can't get my hair to look the way you get it to look. My response was always, well, are you using what I recommended, what I prescribed for you? Which mm-hmm. is maybe they need a lotion or gel or a mousse. And I think as consumers, you need to understand if you want something soft, you want something movable, think lotion. If you want something really to, to hold, you want, you, then you're going to think a gel. If you want some volume, then you're going to think a mousse. So I think that, once again, it's about uh, textures of hair. And just like fashion designers understand the limits and capabilities of silk, they understand the limits and capabilities of wool. So we as hairdressers and you, the consumer, you have to understand what the limits and capabilities of your hair are, especially if you have fine hair. It has certain limits and capabilities. One of the biggest problems with fine hair is volume. Yeah. How do you get volume in fine hair? The one, one of the things that you have to understand is I love using mousse to get volume. And sometimes, uh, Bonnie, I'll apply the mousse, I'll blow dry, and then I'll apply it again and blow dry again at the base. So you get that texture. You'll get that, that lift and that volume that you need. So I think the idea, too, is we have to understand that when you are getting a product that is recommended by your hairdresser, it's because the hairdresser knows that that's the best product for you at that moment in time based upon what your needs and expectations are. If you go out to um, uh, a retail or a retail store and you're walking down the aisle, you're going to be taking time and trying to figure out and reading which one to use. So I highly recommend when a hairdresser recommends a product to you, the consumer, that's the time when you want to ask the why behind it. When you want to ask, what is it? Why do I need it? And how do I use it? Because mm-hmm. it is beneficial for you. There's a reason why they're recommending that for you. And then also remember is, yeah, maybe you might not, you might be able to get it someplace cheaper, but you have to understand that it's a guaranteed product. Once you're purchasing it inside of a salon, you know, it's guaranteed. And for the salons out there, you know, support what it is that you sell. You know, I would always say to a client, look, if you don't like this, bring it back and I'll trade it for something else. We'll move into another product category or something. Mm -hmm. But I really want the consumer to understand that product is not an option. It is a necessity. And then ask those questions. An example, maybe you're a consumer that doesn't like a hairspray. Well, a hairspray is not an option. It's a necessity because the problem you say is, well, I can't get my hair to hold, but I don't like hairsprays. Well, then my question to you, the consumer is going to be, what's the priority? Do you want your hair to hold or do you not want to use a hairspray because you don't like it? If you don't want to use it, then your hair is not going to hold. So you just tell me what's the priority. And then I'll get into talking about it, Bonnie, and I'll say, well, listen, the reason you don't like it is because you're using the can so close. I want you to use the height of the can to determine your distance in terms of how far you spray it from your hair. Mm, Good advice. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, I want you to spray your hand. Now scrunch it into your hair. So it's not directly on your hair. Now you're just going in and you're softly placing it in. Yes, that's this piece for me that I always have to do right here. That's right. (laughs) Put it on my fingers. Uh Exactly. That's another great tip. But you see how I'm giving the consumer options. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what the consumer needs to listen for. And that's what the hairdresser needs to communicate is communicate options. Yeah. And I think that I think that the options um, are good. And and we understand, I think we understand as an industry that they may not be able to buy all of the options. But I'm always I always feel like it's a good idea. You know, 
you recommended certain things, take pictures of them. And they might choose to buy them elsewhere. They might choose to get them on Amazon or or in the Ultas or Sephora's or wherever those locations are that they happen to be at. But when they have that picture in their phone and they're like, oh yeah, that's the product that they told me about. I think that at least we know that they're using what's recommended. Yes. And so- it's going to serve it's going to serve the client and the hairdresser because they're getting better results out of the looks that they're spending money on. So mm-hmm. a good haircut and a good hair color, you know, you're spending money on that. So you want to preserve it. And you know, Bonnie, if you really focus on educating the client, the client is going to, the guest is going to support you. Let me give an example. If, if I'm having my hair color done, I'm the consumer and, and now the stylist applies the color and now they're not double booked. So they go into the no broke room. Excuse me for saying that, but the no broke room is the break room. <laughs> no bro, I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's the broke room, and basically what happens is they sit in there for thirty minutes waiting for the color to process. I recommend hairdressers and consumers ha- ask them, "Can you please show me how to do something, or can we sit and talk about a product?" Or if I'm a hairdresser, you know what I'm going to do? Grab a mannequin, grab a tripod, go sit by the the client that has a color on, and teach them how to put a ponytail in their hair. Teach them how about that lotion on the elastic. See, now that's you adding value to the appointment time. And that's using the time in a very productive educational way. And that's taking that appointment a step up in terms of what we're doing. Mm, That's really good. Yeah, I love that, the broke room. Um, I think that consumers are really savvy today. And I think that they do want to know. And I think it's a disservice if, as a professional, we're not at least sharing with them. They may not always be able to make the purchase. They may not always say yes. But I still think it's important that we educate them on what is recommended um, and why, you know, it's going to serve them well. And continue to keep building that professional relationship with them because I, that's, that's where loyalty exists. Well, let, let me say it this way. Stop selling and start telling. Mm-hmm. In other words, just tell, 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 tell them, hey, here's a product I'm using, blah, 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 blah. Or here's a paddle brush. Here's how you use it. Here's how you get the tangles out. Turn it vertically versus horizontally. But what you're doing is your, your attitude behind a chair is I'm going to educate. I'm going to tell, 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 tell. The sale will come with that. And mm-hmm. that's what I mean by, you know, change the mindset and the attitude, hairdressers, and, and uh, start telling, start educating versus focusing on sell, sell, sell. Yeah. And, you know, and to be able to really trust that the consumer wants to make the best decisions for their hair as well. Yes, absolutely. And, right. uh, and, yeah. and they're going to do it. But, you know, we, we kind of get caught up in this catch 22 where we say, well, they're buying it on Amazon and they're buying it at Ulta and they're buying it here and they're buying it there and they're not buying it from me. But I think that you need to evaluate how many times have you told, 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 as you say, for them to be educated enough to buy, buy, buy. Well, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Some of these salons, they say, well, what about Amazon? I said, well, why aren't you selling products on, re- on, on your website? Do you have a website? You know, let them order, the, order it through your website and it's delivered at home. I mean, there's ways, so many ways. That's why I say it's, you know, we cannot throw as, as professionals, we cannot throw the towel in in retail. I mean, we just can't do that. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's still an important part of the service we're providing. Very much so. Listen. Yeah. It's, it, I love what you were saying. We have to have an attitude look. What's important for me as a hairdresser is I educate them and I tell them, tell them, tell them. And 
whether they buy it or not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. What's important is that you know inside of you and your soul and your heart, you did your job and you informed them. You keep doing that. Eventually, if the client keeps coming to me, Bonnie, I know eventually I'm going to turn them over and they're going to purchase something at some point. Yeah, that's true. I, I I honestly believe that. So, what are you seeing? Some of the uh, what are you seeing as some of the fun trends that are coming around? Because you're you're in New York now, right? I'm in New York and Florida. I live now, reside in Florida, but okay. I'm, I'm back and forth, you know, with uh, uh, the corporate over there and uh, the academy over there that I teach in for Redkin. But I really, um, um, I, I mean, right now, I think that I'm so glad, Bonnie, that the haircut is back. I mean, it, it hasn't been gone. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of clients are now coming in. They're getting their hair layered. And every hairdresser is like, you know, uh, you know, talking about, Sam, I need to do these layers. How do I create these shags? There's a lot of different types of variations of shags, but the haircut is back. And kudos to the barber industry because they woke us up. They really woke us up in terms yeah, of. Yeah, agreed. They did. And they really came out in, with creativity and said, hey, uh, hairdresser, you need to wake up, get back into cutting. And it's like I tell these colors, look, I'm going to layer this hair out. So you need to stop worrying about your balayage now because you're not going to have that length on the top. So start thinking about another type of application you're going to have. But I really start to see that how everything is in. There's really no particular thing. If there's something that might be popular, everybody's talking about a shag. I still think that you see there's a the side of a, a tribe out there where you see geometrics. But I think you're seeing a lot of texture still in hair. I yeah. think the next thing you're going to see, and I want everybody to hear me on this, mm. they're going to start to embrace their natural movement. So you're going to see people putting down blow dryers. You're going to see them putting down hot tools. And this is a man that's in the thermal tool industry. <laughs> go to my consumer website and you can get 20% off on all those tools. But the idea is I think you're going to see people embrace their natural ter- texture. But they might pick up an iron, Bonnie, and they might spot curl something. Yes. But, yes. but I really believe that that's the next natural movement you're going to see because the world is going to continue to move fast pace. People are going to say, I'm not going to spend an hour blow drying my hair or 45 or 30. I'm going to do what Sam taught me now, uh, crinkling my hair and how he taught me how to move my fingers in a way and hold it and hit it with a diffuser. So I get a little bit of a wave action. I think that's where we're going to move to. It's And that's really relevant. I think that's incredibly relevant because if you look at the generations coming up, they are viewing beauty in a very different way than we did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they are looking at more of a natural approach to beauty and they're, they're dissecting down products and they're, they want to know, you know, who they're doing business with as a company, not just right. what company they're doing business with. And I, I think that this next generation is really expecting us to deliver and to continue to educate them on the why 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 this one why that one so i like that i i definitely want to embrace my natural uh, texture but i am gonna have to i'm gonna have to spot curl because i have kind of like half curly half not curly like a lot of clients do out there and i think that's what you're gonna see it's just people just spot finishing you know You'll see, you'll start to see that, but it, the trends right now, I think you're seeing a lot of everything short, medium. Another thing that you're seeing is a lot of people are getting fringes. They're getting bangs. You're seeing that a lot right now. Yep. You know, honestly, I, I tempt myself all the time where it's like, mm, I want bangs. I want. Well, <laughs> and then everybody's the like, don't go there. Right. Let's talk about that for a moment for the consumer. If you go into a salon and you choose to talk about bangs and you want bangs, one of the things I want you to ask the hairdresser is to teach you how to finish them. 
So, for example, if you have a widow's peak, then they need to teach you how to finish that with a comb and not a brush so you can alter the natural growth pattern. So, see, this this is the thing now. It's like if I'm a hairdresser and a client comes in and says, Sam, I want some bangs, the first question I'm going to ask him, are you up for the maintenance? Yeah, and the consumer's going to go, well, what do you mean, Sam? I'm going to say, well, you need to wet this down with a water bottle every morning, and I'm going to teach you how to blow dry it every morning with a comb. If you don't commit to that, I'm going to professionally recommend we don't cut bangs because you're not going to like them. See, and so to, that's that whole yeah, process. And to be able to keep up on them. And, and then the offering of saying, you know, normally you come in here six to eight weeks for a haircut, but you might need to come in at four weeks for yes. bangs. Thank you, Bonnie, because guess what? Let's continue that story. If when I cut bangs on a, a client, hairdressers, I recommend that you say to them, hey, now that we cut some bangs, you're eligible for fringe benefits. What do I mean by that? Every time you, you're allowed to come in for one free trim on your fringe between each haircut, just call the front desk. They'll book you between haircuts. It takes me a minute and it's free. I want to manage your length. I don't want you cutting your fringe at home. So once again, it's, you know, it's, it's a world that's changing where I want the hairdresser to think about how you need to support that consumer, even when they're not in the salon. Use social. As a matter of fact, I would really recommend maybe there's this client that you're getting ready to color next week. Why don't you send that, that client, text them some photos. Hey, here's some photos I'm thinking about the color. And text them while they're at work. That client's going to go, oh, my gosh. My hairdresser just sent me some photos because we're thinking about changing my color. What do you guys think? That's I love that. It's buy-in. It's right. buy-in, too, because, because sometimes that relationship of change when they're sitting in the chair, you know, you're kind of panicking as a hairdresser because you're like, oh, don't make too much change. I didn't build enough time into my day for that. Right. And then, you know, and then the client might be like, oh, I don't know, maybe next time I want to do it. But we need right. to encourage change. Yeah, but not only that, Bonnie, it's it's about using your time valuable. You know, yeah. if you've got the time, don't go to that broke room. You know, why do I want you to do? If you're in the broke room, get on your phone and do what I just suggested. Send some clients some phone. Hey, I'm thinking about a new haircut for you. What do you think, Sally? And send it while they're at work because then they'll go to their friends and say, oh, no, the other people go, wow, your hairdresser sends you photos and thinks about you? That's what I'm talking about. That is good stuff, Sam. Okay, so I have a question for you. What's next? What's next oh. for you? Wow, well, I'm telling you, I'm you know, I'm people keep saying, Are you gonna retire? We heard there's a rumor you're leaving, you're gonna <laughs> hey, but first of all, I'm not going anywhere. I still got a good 10, 15 years left on me, so there's no retirement. As a matter of fact, I really believe in this industry, we don't retire. So I'm going to keep going. I'm really excited about our artist studio at the San Via brand for the professionals out there. Really suggest you go to the website, check it out on the professional side. And we're really, what we want to do, Bonnie, is remember I told you about those uh, educational sound bites? Now what I want to do is I want to go in and create a certain the studio where they can go and they can see it all. They can see it from beginning to end. So it's almost getting back to that DVD, and I want to have it's a monthly subscription or an annual subscription, so they get the whole meat within that artist. Where where are they going to find that at, Sam? What this is they for the professionals? To, yes, they could go to samvia.com, go to the professional site, and you can sign up there. Perfect. And now I know that you're offering a twenty percent off, which is very generous of your tools yes. that you have available for all of our listeners at this point, and um, that is at the Samvia site as well. You're just going to go to consumer. 
Yes, that's correct. You want to go to the consumer side. So we're offering consumer a 20% discount on that. And if there's any tool that I would recommend for my fine hair consumers out there, I would suggest you look into the texture iron. Something that you can create a little bit of base at the, just crimp at the base so you get the really required volume that you're looking for, that will stay for you. And there's tutorials on how to do that. So that's a special tool. Great for the consumer that wants volume. Perfect. And there's also, like you said, there's more tutorials on there too for the consumer so they can watch some of the things that you're doing and learn how to be able to do their hair at home. I think that's fabulous. Yeah, good. Now, you guys, I also have um, this 20% off link on my website. So if you go to bonniebonadeo.com slash free dash gift, free dash gift, you'll be able to see, you'll see Sam's picture and it'll take you right to that link um, to be able to get that 20% discount. You're going to use the code Bonnie20 um, in order to get that special pricing that he's offering here. Uh, Sam, thank you so much. My pleasure, Bonnie. I just want everybody to know out there that I will continue to facilitate thinking. I will continue to engage minds. I will continue to listen to questions. I will continue to encourage risk. I will continue to support struggle. I will continue to cultivate the dreams of hairdressers, and I will continue to learn every day myself as I will continue to teach. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the hairdresser of hairdressers, you guys, Mr. Sambia, thank you so much for being generous with your time and sharing all of those wonderful sound bites. That's one of the things you're famous for is those little itsy bitsy sound bites that can make a big difference in our day. So appreciate you being on the show with us. Um, You guys, if you have any questions, still feel free to continue to go on the Facebook page and continue asking them. But we have a lot of people here that are, thank you, love all the ideas that you shared. Um, And of course, we're in the month of talking about outside beauty. So be sure to join us uh, next week because we're going to be talking about hair loss, which seems to be growing rapidly um, based on our consumers as people losing their hair. And, uh, you know, between stress and not having the right kind of nutrients, all of these things are factors in regards to hair loss. And our dear friend Maggie DeFalco is going to kind of break down some solutions for you guys if you're dealing with thinning hair or hair loss issues. And you guys always remember, too, to be you in beauty. Thank you again, Sam. Thank you, Bonnie. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.